I don't care how cool the art is. If the if the people you're working with aren't closer together when the project's done, uh, the art doesn't mean much to me. Yeah. Chris Lamb, this is the Money Hole Podcast. Please make sure to like, subscribe, and download so that other people can get this message. Today, I'm here with my good friend, Caleb Marmalejo. Marmalejo. Nice pronunciation. Marma- yep. Did I say it right? That's it. All right. Yeah, you could roll the R if you want, but I'll leave that up to you. Marmalejo. Nah, it's more, <laughs> it's more of a Thanksgiving <laughs> gathering thing for me. Well, I'm lucky to have you here, man, because I know that you're not necessarily the guy likes to get in front of a camera. You're usually the guy behind it. That's true. Yeah. And more comfortable there. Well, you're good at it too. We just for, you know, we just went on a hunting trip. Great one. And we went to Wyoming, Casper, and we went there with a couple of our good friends. And yeah, I don't think we could have had a better time. I mean, if you think about the ideal trip that could have been, I I can't imagine a better outcome so much more than a hunting trip, really, huh? Yeah. Just tons of impact. Yeah. On the animals and on us. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, I wanted to <clears throat> I wanted to have a conversation with you. I, I talked to you briefly about it, but I, I think you're, you know, we do talk about people's belief systems around money, and I, I think that no matter where someone's at, it's a big motivator and it's a part of being whole. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just having a great body or yeah. being the most spiritual person, it's you know, it's all this holistic lifestyle and so many people have belief systems that end up shaping the way that they spend money, make money. Right. And it, it they make a mess out of their life, you know, and you and I've been yeah. in the church a while, so it it can it can definitely run to extremes in the church. Anytime you bring a religion into something, it yeah, you know, and it's group, a big variable. Totally. Yeah. But I, that wasn't the biggest thing I wanted to talk to you about. I wanted to talk to you about just with your journey with, you know, because you and I talked a long time ago when you were just thinking about mm-hmm. moving to Reading right. and you're an entrepreneur. Yeah. you re- That's really what you are. You're an entrepreneur, but you're, you're so much more than that. And a lot of people right now that I talk to, they don't see the path to change their situation. Mm-hmm. And they're, they have a lot of limiting beliefs about how to get themselves in a better position financially. Right. And I just would love you to kind of talk about your journey to a little mountain town called Reading that most yeah. most people probably haven't heard of. Yeah. And, you know, kind of where you're at today. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to go back too far and just kill the time clock, but um, I operate as a producer, right? Mm-hmm. Which is interesting because I manage other people's money. Mm-hmm. And so even just listening to your stuff and on Instagram and the short videos, like it's been helpful already. Like, I think there is some stuff that I could work on. Um, and I'm encouraged by stuff that you say, because it really does shape how you spend stuff. And I think often I found myself as a producer handling other people's money better than my own. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of a cool thing that we can talk about later. But, um, yeah, I'm a producer, I'm a photographer. Um, Right now, God has a really cool path for me in the mm-hmm. outdoor industry. I got a TV show coming out uh, in like a week. So that's nice. called American Made. That's on Outdoor Channel uh, in collaboration with Brandon Shockey as a director. Mm-hmm. So exciting stuff. Really cool. Um, What's the show about? So 
we wanted, you know, there's a, there's a lot, I mean, I don't want to go political. I don't, I'm not really like one way or the other. Say whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we felt like there's so much media out there that's pushing weird agendas. Yep. And I felt like Americans just needed to be reminded of who they were. Yeah. And so by the American made series, we're literally on the ground floor with these people that are, um, making products in America for Americans. Um, a couple examples are like Savage Firearms, Leupold Optics, um, Hornady, they make ammunition. Origin. Origin USA. Yeah, they got a really cool uh, mission. And so, yeah, we just wanted to make and put messaging out there that uh, reminded Americans of who they are. I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but I've seen a couple of these shows so far. And I got to say, I told you this before, but they are so good. Oh, I appreciate it. Man. I mean, I'm not, I wouldn't tell you that if I didn't think that, I mean, they are amazing. Like I could, I think they're some of the best produced shows I've ever seen. And they definitely inspire people to um, understand that there's some crazy innovation and amazing people that have character. Yeah. They're yeah. not just chasing money. They want to make a difference. They want to make a great product. Right. They want to do things differently. So it's good. I appreciate that, man. I think some of the really, I mean, you know, you can have cool visuals and cool sound, but uh, working with our community, you know, like Jay and yourself, uh, I just think that we're carrying this vulnerability that's mm-hmm. really um, contagious right now. And yeah. so anytime I'm interviewing somebody for the show, I'm always looking for like those vulnerable places that most people would stop and not go to. Yeah. And massive shout out to Jay because uh, he helped me kind of be comfortable in those places that I would shy away from previously. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, no, it's interesting. You, I mean, you've done some stuff with Cam Haynes, right? Yep. Cam Helped Haynes. him with his podcast and yeah. done some video work. Um, I mean, the list goes on. We don't need to name drop, but one of the things that you told me one time not long ago was you were talking about the story. Mm-hmm. And and I think for me, the story is the thing that actually inspires somebody or makes them feel connected or makes them give, gives them hope. Mm-hmm. And I've been hunting my whole life. I've watched thousands, hundreds of thousands of hours <laughs> yeah. of hunting footage right. and videos. And it's interesting after you said that, I realized I don't like watching hunting shows anymore unless there's a story or there's something there that has some sort of um, depth to it. Yeah. Uh, you know, whether it's a redemption story or someone right. who failed. Yeah. And so I, I love that about what you're doing. You know, you're, you're trying to tell a story, you're trying to inspire people. And one of the things you and I talked about was relationships with people. You, mm-hmm. you know, you mentioned Jay, my story is your story, bro. I yeah. mean, that's why we're friends. We're literally walking the same road right now, but tell me a little bit about, you know, how this community has taken you to where, you know, you were living in, some surf town didn't really know anyone here to now producing yeah. you know, national TV shows and mm-hmm. hanging around with the guys like Cam Haynes. Yeah, I think probably, and you, you might have your own version of this, right? But like, you never know like the littlest thing that you're doing that's going to turn into the biggest thing that you're mm-hmm. doing. So um, I think at the time, actually, I was here and I had no job. And I think I was looking for work. I had, I had text everybody. And just randomly got this text message that was like, hey, last minute, we're looking for someone to help out on this shoot. And I was like, yeah, tell me more. I got, you know, I had nothing going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know how to use a camera, at least at that time. Yeah, I'm, I, I know that stuff. But like, there's no established reputation. Okay. So yeah. that so th- basically, I was being asked to be like the last person on the shoot. And really, the, the role is called grip. 
Kerwin back here knows exactly what that means. Um, the grip is like the person that carries all the heavy stuff and picks up the trash and moves the cables around. Right. That's, that's the grip. So, so it's kind of like the, it's, it's the, the tough work, right? That like it's the lowest paid guy on the job. I was thinking of another word, but it'll come to me. Yeah. And they're <laughs> like, you know, they're super important, but yeah, like, yeah, it's probably like as a producer, that's like, if there's budget for that person, we'll bring them. If not, yeah. we're good. Um, so long story short, I, I said yes. Cause I had no work and my dad, man, he's just the hardest worker ever. Yeah. And I love that about him and that's how I want my kids to be. Right. So, uh, I carried around these like 85, 90 pound ballasts, like 300 yards across these rooms for like eight hours. And, um, I wasn't trying to get something out of it. It's mm-hmm. just like the work that I knew, right? Just doing the job. And surely like the shoot was for Bethel music. Yep. And shortly after that, they were like, Hey, we, we like your work ethic. Can you come back and do photos? Then I did photos and I think it was the week after they're like, we'd like to hire you full time. So that's how I got planted in the Reading community. Yeah. And for five years I've been the producer at Bethel music and man, what a dream that was like, and I say was because I'm getting ready to head out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't know how public that is. But, yeah. Um, it's just amazing, man. I think that was how I, I mean, to answer your question, that's how I got started here and got, yeah. you know, got plugged in. Um, and it wasn't just a job. Like mm-hmm. it had so much purpose and fulfillment in it. Yeah. And I got to really like get in touch with my purpose and core values in that position, mm-hmm. um, which primarily is just relationship. Like I just love people and I love assembling teams to make a vision come to life. Mm-hmm. And I don't care how cool the art is. If the, if the people you're working with aren't closer together when the project's done, uh, the art doesn't mean much to me. Yeah. 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 We're so fortunate to have that man. You know, I mean, my story is no different than yours. I, I I've been here. I'm, I've been living here my whole life, but the connections that I've made through my mortgage business with guys like Jay. And then, I mean, even like Sean Foyt who introduced me to Trey mm-hmm. and then having some commonality with these guys, right. hunting being a big one, yeah, s- smoking cigars. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. But then we, I started spending time with these guys and you know, we, I just start seeing their hearts and who they are and, and we borrow from each other's minds and we, we right. and, and you know, this, nucleus has been created over the last three years where not only are we growing together and helping each other to push each other to the next level in every area yeah but yeah these opportunities are coming up like this podcast is a product of our friend group right and i've been on like five or six podcasts in the last 30 days and one of them is a hunting podcast called the cody rich podcast i believe and he's he has twelve thousand views her and I haven't told you this yet, but no. he um he reached out to me because he saw my podcast and I got on a call with him and and I was kind of telling him who I am, what I do, and he talks a lot about hunting, but also entrepreneurship. And so that's kind of the that's angle cool. he had. And so he emails me about a day before our recording. He says, I'm thinking about these things. Do you have any thoughts? And I said, Well, I just got from he asked, What was your dream? What is a dream hunting trip? I said, honestly, I just went on one, but it may not be for the same reasons you think. Mm-hmm. I said, 
these are my my closest friends and we're going deep in life together. We're involved in Brave Co. And I kind of lightly touch on it. Well, he ends up finding Brave Co. on YouTube and listening to multiple episodes, including mine with Jay. Yeah. And he emails me back that night. He says, this is exactly what we have to talk about. Wow. I saw the whole pot. We didn't talk about hunting, bro. Right. We talked about what it means to be a man and what it means to to steward. We talked about money because it's part of life right now. Right. It's a struggle for people. But it's very interesting, you know, that a, a town like Reading, that guys like you and I, we just get connected with the right people and it changes everything. Yeah, it's amazing, man. It's I, I like how you said nucleus. I never really thought about it like that, but I don't even know what the word means. I just I mean, threw the, it out there. even just putting your hands together, <laughs> you know, cuz I mean, when you when I hear nucleus, I think like powerful together. Yeah, that's and what I don't I know if that's too. what it means, but um yeah, I mean, like between the just the group that we're talking about like you can call one person it's like a it's like all connected right like yeah. oh i need i need financial help i'm gonna call chris yeah. or i'm gonna go shoot something on my camera i want to call caleb like yeah and that goes for trey and jay i mean there's many others ahab's just the man too mm-hmm. so you, when we were in wyoming you were processing some really big decisions and you know we don't have the time to go through your entire story but it's a story of absolute redemption mm-hmm. and breakthrough and it's transformative and it's such a good story. But part of your story was in order for you to get where you're at today, where you're leaving what many would die for the most incredible job with one of the, if not the biggest worship music label in the nation with incredible people mm-hmm. to go after, you know, the outdoor industry um, that would not have been possible if you hadn't put yourself in a position and stewarded finances. And so I want to talk about that because I talk to people all the time, more now than ever before, that they're saying, I can't do this. I can't do that. I'm borrowing from my retirement to pay my bills. Mm. You know, I'm I'm capped at my job. Things cost too much. And and one of the things I tell them, this is not my opinion, but they're they're thinking the wrong way because it's never been more easy in America to make money. Yeah. With content creation, with the ability to get your product service out there without having to go through other mediums like radio and TV anymore, people just have to think outside the box. And I, that was one of the big motivators for me. So tell us a little bit about like the stewardship journey for you to get where you're at, where you actually were able to make this right. decision. Yeah. I mean, the creative profession is like, it's not glamorous. Like I'm not sure outside looking in or maybe my previous thoughts on it before you get fully immersed in it. But, um, I would agree with you. Like it's actually easy to make money. And I don't say that in a prideful way. I'm just saying there's a lot of opportunity right now with the camera to go make a dollar. Mm -hmm. The challenge for me is, um, what work you choose to do because, does that work and the content that you're providing actually align with your core values Mm -hmm. or are you just in it for the transaction to meet your bills? Right. Yeah. And I think if, if the person's a hard worker, like you're going to meet your bills, right? Like if you're reaching out to people and you're trying and you're working hard, like Mm -hmm. you'll make money with your camera. To me, it's always been about, and especially during this season, like how much purpose does my work actually like have or how much impact does it make? Um, but yeah, I mean, stewarding finance is a, is a big part of being a successful creative. Camera gear is not cheap. Yeah. And having those conversations with your wife is not fun. No. Like, you know, buying a set of lenses that's six figures, like that's 
doesn't make sense. <laughs> and sometimes it doesn't. Is there really sense. lenses out there that cost that much? Yeah, the lenses we're using on the show are about 180 grand. Oh my gosh, man. Yeah. Back to the subject though, stewarding stewarding finances as a creative. And uh, I mean, honestly, dude, like I grew up with a dad that kind of had a poverty mindset, right? Yeah. Like if it doesn't pencil, we're not doing it. And I think so much of my career has been risk yeah. and not just like risk with no calculation. Yep. But um, I mean, dude, you got to be risky to to make it work in this business, right? Yeah. Like, in any business. Yeah. I mean, even if that means like, hey, I got to go do this five day shoot that I really believe in and there's not a dollar coming from it. And then that turns out to be the one thing on your portfolio that gets you the next 10 jobs. Yeah. Like that happens for a lot of people. Yep. Um, so I'm trying to think of like my approach. I mean, I could share a couple stories where I'd I was love to hear them. proud of how I manage money. Um, there's an album that we did in, uh, right in the middle of COVID. It's called the Peace Album. Um, you can go look it up. And I think I was given, and just transparent, like I don't know if I'm supposed to say these numbers, but um, I was given a budget of around like twelve to fifteen thousand dollars to make the videos for this album. And they weren't complex videos. We just needed something that was in alignment with the brand mm-hmm. that the music could play behind for YouTube lyric videos. Yep. Um, that day I got together with my editor, Zach Pugh. He's an amazing, talented guy. And I said, Hey, do you think we could recreate this album art physically? And it was a flag. It was like a silk flag mm-hmm. and had some really cool colors to it. And so we went down to Hobby Lobby here in Reading. And I think we spent $34 on silk. And we went back to our office and we played with lights just like these ones. And we got a product that we were like, this looks like the cover. Wow. And we launched that video. Justin Bieber reposted it. And it's one of our most successful albums of all time. I actually went and returned the $34 worth of silk. <laughs> and uh, when I submitted my budget, we had spent $0 of the 15 grand. Wow. And so... I mean, that's probably a good lesson for creatives. And I don't know how many listen to this, but like creativity is all about what you can do with what you don't have. Yeah. And so, you know, you could always ask for more money, but some of the best art in the world came from nothing. Yeah. And I love that. I love that too. I also, you know, the the creative world is a a big world right now. And I, I think a lot of people, when they think about starting a business you know, you have to really look at social media, mm-hmm. uh, short form content. You have to really, f- because it, it's a place where you can get something out to the masses right, like yeah. we've never been able to do before. And I remember I was talking to a friend of mine last year and he said, the more that people get into creative and they use tools like AI to try to create these canned messages to kind of fill in with what's popular, mm-hmm. you know, the clickbaity stuff, right. which I probably do some of that. Be honest with you. <laughs> um, he said, the more that people go after connection and with the heart. Yeah. He said, more the more that they'll shine. Right. And his he was trying to help me. He was like, man, you got to make sure that you're trying to find your, like the authentic voice within you. Yeah. Um, because that will never be replaced by AI. And he told me this. And this guy used to, he was a number one guy for Tony Robbins for a long time. So very, wow. yeah, he's incredible. He said, when I watch any video, my litmus test for that video is does the hair on my arm stand up? Yeah. And so, you know, for people that are wanting to think about using 
um, becoming a content creator for whatever it is, what would be some simple things you would say? You know, if you have, we didn't ask, I didn't ask you this up front, but I'd love to get yeah. some advice from that. Um, I mean, for me, like if you look at my work, especially in the photojournalism area, like I want to find an authentic, vulnerable story. And, um, you know, that takes a couple tries. Like you got to ask hard questions and you got to be okay with the awkward stuff. Um, not in an offensive way, but like if what you're making doesn't feel like it's going to that second level of like depth, I probably won't put it out there for me. Um, and that might not apply to everybody's lane, right? Like, so I don't know for me, I'm looking for vulnerable and authentic stories. Yeah. And I think they're everywhere if you look, but it well, requires, I think, I, mean, I think you kind of got to go through the fire to not just identify that, but yeah. like pull it out of people like yeah. our hunting trip. Mm-hmm. Like there's those moments where, and and luckily you're in a group of guys that are comfortable going to those places. Right. Yeah. But you know, those are the moments that we'll probably remember more than the hunt. Oh, there's no doubt about it. Right. And, and I think that what I would tell people is if you have an idea, a business idea, a creative idea, whatever it is, just start. When I started this podcast, I got really hung up with being like the perfection of it. What is it? What am I saying? What are we really doing here? And I got into it a little ways and and I just realized like, man, it isn't exactly what I want. Like, I feel like it's missing something, but the journey of like finding the thing, Mm -hmm. you know, is more important, you know? And I just, I think that that's, that's the thing about a lot of people. If you look at their journey with art, whether it's a musician or someone that's uh, an influencer in any world on social media, if you look at where they were 10 years ago and where they're at now, like it, it, it takes practice. Yeah. You know, you find what doesn't work, what yeah. people don't like, and then what you don't like. Right. And I think when people knock it out of the park is when they can find like their the, core values, their core values. Yeah. yeah when that comes great. out. So. I know there's a couple of good examples. Like uh, one of my favorite photos of all time is a Sitka photo and it's a duck dog that's going to retrieve his last duck because he's getting old and he goes and picks up the duck and he can't walk back. So the dog owner goes out there and picks him up, but he still has the duck in his mouth and that's how that was his retirement retrieve. And so there's a photo of that. There's no words. You just understand it. Wow. That's the litmus test of the hair standing up. So Caleb, one of the things that you and I have talked about, all of us, our friends have talked about is how the world right now is elevating these people who, you know, they may, they, they, they're great. They, they're doing some great things, but, um, our understanding of what authentic and vulnerable is now, like that's it for you and I, that's an attractive thing. I mean, there's, people that I used to really admire and I'm not interested in their message anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just think that's kind of something that's been a gift for us. So define what that means to you. Authentic, vulnerable. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I mean, there's so many examples of people out there that are doing it wrong. Right. Like, yeah. and I don't know, like you go click on Jake Paul's Instagram and like, tell me if you leave feeling inspired, <laughs> like I, or Tristan Tate. Yeah. yeah. Like I, there's so many, I think right now, like just what our culture is placing value on or where they're placing that value from. Yeah. They're just not in touch with like great things. So Mm -hmm. when you find like the smaller audience that values someone that's 
you know, telling the truth or yeah. um, getting in touch with their emotions. And I mean, just those practical examples are like when you're having a conversation with your buddy and he kind of stops because he doesn't want to go to that place of being vulnerable. Yeah. Well, that's like where I feel like the story starts. Yeah. And so authenticity to me, like that could look so many different ways, but like, um, that's such a weird word too, because I think a lot of people are claiming that right now. And, uh, I guess it would just be like, I mean, dude, you talking about money is so authentic because you live it. Right. Yeah. And if, uh, if I meet like, I mean, I grew up in the surf culture and dude, from the parking lot, you can look at someone and like, are they actually a surfer or did they just get a paycheck and went and dropped some money on a board and a wetsuit? Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I think oh, I got to find a better definition for authenticity. Well, I think it's felt right. Yeah. For me, it's, I think about some of the music I listen to now. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you're the same. Yeah. My style of music and what I listen to now is so different, you know, and the world wants it, right? If we look at Oliver Anthony yeah, and what just happened. That's a great example, man. That's authentic. Mm-hmm. I was recorded on an Android. I know. <laughs> I know. Which is something that content creators need to hear. It's like, dude, you can have the best camera and mic in the world, but it, it isn't going to fix, you know, the message. Absolutely. That's, that's, if there was one example to yeah. back up my theory of, authenticity would be Oliver Anthony yeah. with the Android recording with the number one song. Like, do you know how hard it is to get a number one song? Like these people are spending millions. A lifestyle or a life. Um, I would just guess for, from his perspective, it was a life of pain, right? He paid a price to sing that song. And he was so vulnerable for yeah. releasing that. Yeah. And he was so authentic for doing that. I don't know if you got to listen to his podcast with Rogan. I did. Yeah. Yeah. It was very cool. I mean, it was, it was cool. Dude, he even. read the Bible to him. Oh, I haven't got that far. I That's was listening to it yesterday. He literally read him Proverbs 420. Oh, wow. Yeah. Really? And Joe listened. Yeah. You know, it's funny is I think, uh, I was on Joe's page looking at something recent and there was some scripture in one of his captions. Doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Yeah. So authentic. It's, yeah, it, it's such an amazing thing. And I think so many people have a hard time going there um, because of, you know, whatever. I mean, for me, I'll just speak for myself. I was not able to be authentic until I actually allowed people to know who I really was. And I was able to defeat that lie that if people knew who I was, they wouldn't like me. Mm-hmm. And then you, st- and the, the more authentic you are, the freer other, other people are. And it, it, so it's a rare thing, but it, it's, it's worth the risk. Yeah, how much authenticity is in the money industry? Not very much. <laughs> Not very much. It's out there, though. Yeah, yeah. You know, I have a lot of friends who are the most incredible human beings in the world and have tons of money, but it doesn't define who they are. Yeah. They'd be the same person if they were broke. Right. And then, then you know, there's obviously the opposite of that. There's mm-hmm. a lot of people. But the thing about money is money isn't actually the problem it's yeah. it's our internal ecosystem right it's our operating system you know and and it you can have i spent my whole life trying to find a way to make my operating system feel good and there isn't enough money in the world mm-hmm. to fix what's going on in here and here yeah there you just you can't get there you know right. it has to be through a process you know and and yeah. i'm really grateful that i'm on that process and you know full circle 
a lot of that is because you and our buddies and just this incredible, you know, movement that we're a part of right now. So good. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because so, and you know, I I hate pointing to Kerwin because he's not going to be on the camera, but, um, he can, he can understand this. Like a lot of the conversation with photo and video guys is about the latest and greatest gear. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's probably the most frequent message I get. Like what camera do you use? Well, I use a Canon 5D Mark III that I got for $400 on Craigslist. Like, Mm -hmm. I think kind of like you were saying, like money doesn't actually get you there. Yeah. It's like, do you know how to use those tools or, you know, so that's, that's kind of a fun little fact, but I mean, that's for photo, not video. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we're, you know, in closing, um, I'd love to just hear, so tell us a little bit, we didn't really go down this path, but just for people watching, you know, I'm a huge fan of yours, man. I met you turkey hunting and we talked way back in the day, but just, I love the, I love your heart and I love that you're pursuing the things that you believe God has called you to and how you're putting your trust in him and how that's opening these doors uh, way outside the four walls of the church, man. You're hanging out with, I mean, it's incredible. I won't even say it here, but you know, you are leaving Bethel Music. You're going out to build this dream. We know about the TV show. What's what's next for you? What are you dreaming about, man? Yeah, I think if I was being vulnerable, right? And authentic. Yeah. yeah. Um, when I first got in touch with the hunting industry, I just felt like everything I saw was like self-promotion. You know, these people are just selling you something at all yeah. times. And yeah. I just think there's a better, more pure way. And I think there's a lot of hunters out there that want authentic, yeah. vulnerable media. Um, so in summary, I want to go redeem the entire outdoor industry and see a lot of people kind of new hunters too, right? Like, yep give them a better alternative for the complete picture of hunting and fishing and uh, just better media for the outdoor space. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know you're going to do it. I think you already are. And uh, I'm sure if you release the video of Wyoming, that'll probably be the biggest one Yeah, um, with me in it, of course. Just kidding. If you go and look at my Instagram, there's two words in there that say connection economy. And that's something that I live by, right? That's like, something that's really important to me. And, uh, that was actually, man, I, I don't know if you've ever read this book to your kids, little blue truck. Oh yeah. Okay. So little blue truck is connection economy and the story of little blue truck. For those that don't know, there's a little blue truck and a big yellow truck and the little blue truck drives all through the farm town. And he says hi to all of his friends, the chickens, the cows. Yeah. And, um, the yellow truck always drives real fast and he has somewhere to be. And the yellow truck ends up getting stuck in the mud and there's no one to pull him out because he doesn't know anybody. And then the little blue truck comes along and sees that he's stuck and he has no power right on his own. Mm -hmm. He's inadequate, but he goes and gets all of his friends around the farm town and they pull the yellow truck out. And uh, yeah, man, at the end of the day, I know that I probably won't be remembered for my art and the things that I make. But I hope that I'm remembered by the relationships that I've created and invested in. And that's something that's really important to me. You will be. Don't worry about that. Yeah. You will be, buddy. Hopefully I will be too. (laughs) 
Well, thanks for watching this episode. If you liked it, please make sure to like, subscribe, and leave us a comment so that other people can hear this message. Also, go and check out Caleb Marmaleo on uh, any platform. Uh, go to the Outdoor Channel late September to check out American Made, and we really appreciate you supporting us. <laughs>